Hi, this is Jared Croker. Why are you listening to this podcast? These guys know nothing. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet. Coming to you from the filthiest storeroom buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No. No, not at all. And we're brought to you with the extremely dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum, as well as... Lance Speaking Pre- of the Greenhouse, can I just send a shout out to some of the peeps? Go wild. Some of the peeps on the Greenhouse, some of our friends on the Greenhouse, uh, Raiders Malt. Shit, thanks for the feedback. Who else have we got? Uh, we've got Green Eyed, of course. How we fit? Darren Fritz. Thanks for thanks for the for the feedback. We love getting feedback, positive, negative, good, bad, ugly. We, we're happy to take it all. But no, Raiders. Darren Fritz. Thanks for the very positive feedback, and that's great. That's a great hand. I love that one. Gangrenous. Dubby. Gangrenous. Oh, Dubby. Yeah, I deliberately loves- avoid this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I deliberately that, avoid your comments, Dubby. Always have. Tongue. FTW, it's my favourite podcast, Raiders related or not. Nice. And of course, Coastal Raider. Yeah, you got to love Coastal Raider. There you go. Anyway, get online and you can meet all of these wonderful people on the Greenhouse, the number one fan forum for the Canberra Raiders on the Greenhouse. Big shout out, big ups to GE, of course, wonderful. But also, this podcast brought to you by from by Landspeed Records. Uh, come in and buy your CDs, your LPs, your T-shirts, and of course, all your Audio-Technica turntable gear, which is just absolutely wonderful. Another proud sponsor of this show. And of course, we are once more joined uh, by our special Joan Collins guest star, Matt hollywood Leneves. all the I way think, I think maybe Coast. a more contemporary, or it's not that much more contemporary, but a, a more, slightly more contemporary reference i know you like your 1970s references but it's like, 1980s let's, 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 1980s. Let's, well let's go <laughs> let's go further let's go to the 90s yeah uh heather locklear was always the special guest star I knew oh, Norris, okay, I knew. Go, go, go. i'll do that well and of course the crossover there is heather locklear started her career in dynasty yeah. and also i lived around the corner from melrose place just before i moved Did about you? two years ago but no great to be back guys obviously after a did you get another, see heather um, locklear I didn't, although... Um... Hey, well, she used to go with Richie Zambora. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there was a whole thing. Her, Richie Zambora, Denise Richards, and someone else. There's whole... <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Oh, undoubtedly. Things things were very strange. So anyway, shout out to Heather. You are scorching hot still, I'm sure of it. Anyway, go on. What were you saying, Jane? Sorry, Heather. Oh, not much. Just just, just glad to join you in the bowels. Um, obviously not after um, the weekend's result, but, you know... Well, let's get let's uh, get straight into the yeah. forum. We'll get into it. Let's get straight into the Panthers' loss. Um, look, it was a very basic attack. It was. We went in with a simple game plan. Every Raiders fan that you saw or heard of predicted that we were going to get flogged. Mm-hmm. And look, you know, for fifty minutes of the game, we weren't getting flogged, but we did end up pretty much getting flogged mm-hmm. in the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, once it actually, everyone predicted it happened, but then once it happened, everyone was. Mm. pretty shattered and pretty broken and look i am a little bit i tried to sort of you know say that I wasn't but i'm i was a little bit shattered mm. and downbeat by the end of the game and it, it kind of what it really illustrated to me is you know the, the panthers are the benchmark undoubtedly this year oh, yeah, totally. i mean you know the, the storm have their moments but i can still see a few weaknesses in the storm i mean we were still able to make you know some pretty good yards through the storm's weakness when we played them which was sort of 
out wide, but yeah. we couldn't find our way through the Panthers at yeah. all. I mean, towards the end, we're going like just one out and getting absolutely belted. But yeah, it just it just made me feel a bit depressed because I kind of thought, you know, mm-hmm. there wasn't that long ago that we sort of were. Even you know this time last year we played the Panthers and it was it was thirty to ten. We were a lot more in that game. Yeah. You know, whereas we feel like we're a long way up the pace now, and that's that's a bit. bit it is sad. a bit. But as I said last week, any side that within five minutes of the beginning of the season has lost their starting hooker and their starting halfback, who doesn't struggle, that's an amazing side. That's an yeah. amazing side. And and the reality is, we just weren't in a position where we could lose those two. And arguably, the halfback and the hooker are the most important are the yeah, most important yeah. of the spine players and we lost them and and that's that's amazing. well i mean uh, apart from you know you look at our spine to this point in the season jack whiten's been the only real mm. one that's you know been the lock started every game in that position and yeah yeah it's and been all over the place with the other spots it really has and fortunately jack's been playing well look the one thing i want to say about that the match on the weekend was the defense was fantastic matthew Oh, look, I think there's a lot to take out of the game. I mean... Um, always finding the positives. You know, always got to find no, the no, positives. No, no, there's, there's, there's positive and negative. Like, obviously, Penrith with the benchmark. You know, I, I, I had the... I don't know if it's the benefit, um, but I, I, I was away on the weekend where I had no access to the internet. So I got to watch the game. When I got back to LA, I was out on Catalina Island. So I watched it knowing the result. So the emotion was taken out of it. Um and clearly Penrith are the benchmark. You know, they find their front in attack incredibly, whether it's Dylan Edwards or Liam Martin. Um, their ability to get quick play the balls is up there with any team in the competition. It's way better than the Storm. And it's what I think every team should be striving for. Um, is, you know, their, their ability to really get on the front foot and then Nappy Coruscant and Nathan Cleary can really... Do you know if you look at the stats from that game... There was one stat that we actually had better, and obviously it was it was a much smaller sample size. Mm. But our play the ball speed was actually quicker than theirs. Yeah, so we did. That, Mike. Well, we did hold them down. We did hold them down, and we probably pushed it a bit. But no, I, I agree with Matthew. I, I don't thought, know. Like I their, their play the ball speed was quick. It was really quick, and I don't know who's clock who's turning that clock on and off because mm. they they really found their front. And and one of the things that you know they do set the benchmark is their their gang tackling and their defense was incredible. So. You know, I don't want to start out this conversation talking about the referees or some of those 50-50 calls because Penrith deserved to win. They should have won and they probably could have even won by a lot more if not for our, you know, resolute defence. But having watched that game um, as a Raiders fan, it was really tricky because there was every 50-50 call went against us, whether it was the Horsburgh, yeah, um, captain's challenge. I didn't think Stephen Crichton was run off the ball at all. And and what, what troubles me sometimes when I watch, and it's not just Raiders games, when I watch back these um, try, no try, you know, you're going to the the, the bunker, they, they don't show every angle when the bunker's calling it. And that the third angle that they showed, that wide angle, it didn't look like Crichton was run off the ball one bit. He just overran it and um, Tomoko had his hands on him and looked like he shoved him, but he didn't actually change his direction. You know, and there, there was just... Every try that they scored was after their third or their fourth set on our line. Um, many of those calls, whether it was an offside or a knock-on, you know, Schneider, I don't think, stripped it. There's, but obviously, um, if you're dominating a team and attacking a defence, you're going to win the penalty count as well. Yeah. But like like um, the Pork tweeted um, during the game, in the 70th or 73rd minute, the count was 13 to 1. 
And we are not that an ill-disciplined side. I know we are currently one of the more ill-disciplined sides, but we're not a cheating side. And I just, I'm, I was really disappointed in the refereeing. I thought some of the decisions were god awful. And the other one that stood um, out for me was I, that play the ball one, where he said, "No, no, no, we didn't. He didn't play the ball properly, and that was your fault." And it was a classic one of those were all the 50 50 oh, mate, calls. There were so well, many. They, they, call, they called Adam Elliott for being for interfering with the kicker. Yeah, Penrith do that every single kick. Yeah. There was, and um, when Ralph there was barely a the kick, ball, they were that, there was barely a kick, but they of, weren't taking Jack White into ground. Yeah, it was the well, No, exactly. And and little things like when Cleary kicked, they were also offside when Rapa had dropped it. There, there was so many things in that game that. When you yeah. do just try and pick them up, you feel like you're blaming the referee. And don't get me wrong, Penrith are the bunch benchmark. They're the better team. Um, but there were, there were a lot of positives to take out of the game. I, I thought we lost the contact. Um, but we actually, for 50 minutes, having no possession, um, we showed a lot of ticker. So I, I don't think... I think we're going to beat the Warriors this weekend. I would, take well, it 50, I would take it to 55 minutes, I think they showed. And in the end, it was just... 50, I'll split the difference, 52 and a half. Yeah, I, I just think they, they were shagged. But, you know, there was something in that match that annoyed me. In fact, you might say it ground my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? You know what ground my gears? And you've already talked about it. It's It, it was the refereeing. It wasn't that. And there were some of the penalties that were given against us where I thought, you really now? Really? You found a strip there? I'm sorry, someone obstructed someone when Jack White went on that run? Really? That yeah. happened there? That It wasn't that. It was the fact that they weren't penalised, that they were seen as so perfect. They were lying over in the ruck. You're right. They were offside from when Rapa dropped that kick. They were offside, but that wasn't picked up. There was thing after thing where you think to yourself, they could get called for that. They should get called for that. I, I, it was one of the skinniest 10s I've ever seen, and yet they didn't get called yeah. for offside in the entire match. In the entire match, they didn't. So what grinds my gears is it's one thing, because, and this is, this is the defensibility. If you go and say, we shouldn't have been penalised that much, they'll be able to point to you and tell you every reason why that was a fair penalty. The issue is all the things that should have been a fair penalty blown against the Panthers that weren't. And that's what grinds yeah, exactly. my gears. And I have defended so many times on so many forums in so many places, Grant Atkins. I'm disgusted with him. That was a pathetic, 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 ridiculously bad display. And I will be telling him that personally. The next time we interact, I, mean, I will be telling him, like, see, this is the thing. Ash Klein, he's in the caveat. He knows that I know it. we get along fine because it's out there he knows who he is and what he does. So when it happens with Ash Klein, it's one thing. But I thought better of Grant Atkins. I really thought better of Grant Atkins. And that was a dismal, dismal, dismal display. And it grinds my gears. It really was, mate. Like, I, I'm not I'm not into ref faulting as well. Um, like, you are, are not. I should say you're not. But yes, he when, is. Have you listened to the show? No, no, no. <laughs> You know, I do, but what I, my, my point is... No, Blake has a point I, there. I, 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 I sort of am. <laughs> no, but, there's, but there's no, it's not black and white, right? Like, I think I think they're, they're the dominant side. They're going to win the penalty count, and they probably should have won the penalty count. But 13 to 1 is kind of out of control. Oh, come on, and it, it finished up 13 to 4. No, it, it finishes up yeah. 14 to 4. <laughs> oh, so there was, you know, remember remember that line, right. House Trent? Yeah. House Trent, there was the secret code. The uh, they used to say on the refs mic to just just find out where they're at with the penalty count. If they should maybe try and sort of balance it up a bit towards the end. Mm. There was definitely a bit of House Trent going on. Uh, there. Look, when they went in at half time and the penalty count was nine one, I think you pretty much knew Trent was fucked. 
<laughs> Trent, Trent was crippled over sideways, gut cramps, and, and shit was coming out both ends. You know that Trent was absolutely rogered in every regard. But like, but like I said, I watched it. I watched it with no emotion because I knew the result, and I still was getting frustrated. And I've oh. sent you guys videos on the yeah, you know, we've seen them of just some of those decisions that they're they're ridiculous and the referees are trying to make them quickly because they want the game to move on and you're going to get the 50 50s with a home crowd i get that but just to not to us not even get a chance um and then clearly you know our attack suffered um and oh, it obviously just, the they second, had no they know it had no energy and people say oh, it was one out we didn't get out of a half they didn't have any energy and the other side had all the energy in the world the fact that it took until the last 20 minutes for the floodgates to open, and then again with two tries, which I still don't think should have been awarded within that. You know, they scored 22 yeah, I'm, points I'm in that thing. It. Uh, it, just, it just wasn't there. Look, uh, and, but someone who has some fairly strong opinions on this is uh, Danny Stewart. Danny can't join us this week. He can't? No, no. He's, he's, he took the loss hard. And, Real you know, hard. He's, he's still... He's still fighting with Rick as well. He's so a he's, passionate man, Danny. He's, he's still Rick's pissed off with him. He's 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 gone AWOL. So we've got anyone to fill his place. Yes. So we've managed to get um, Panthers coach Ivan Cleary. Really, the great Ivan Cleary has sent through a message. I wonder what he's got to say. Oh yeah, yeah. How's going, um, Ivan Cleary? You? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, don't really sort of know why I'm doing this, but um, yeah, I heard one of the um, episodes of. Uh, your podcast. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it was alright. Um, don't know much about you blokes. Um, yeah, I've heard that cool bloke on the radio um, and at the odd presser. Uh, oh yeah, you know, yeah, he's alright. Um, uh, Matty uh, Lenovez. Um, yeah, I watched a bit of the Offspring. And, oh yeah, you know, yeah, it was okay. Um, yeah, the characters you have on the show, um, Danny Stewart, um, Kev, um, yeah, yeah, you know, bit of a laugh, yeah, they're alright, um, you know, uh, Shark Attack, uh, Lord Funkington, uh, Arnie, um, oh yeah, yeah, uh, I suppose they're alright, um, yeah, as for the game the other day, um, yeah, 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 it was okay. It was all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Raiders defended okay. Um, yeah, we controlled the game um, pretty well. Um, yeah, it was all right. Um, yeah. Um, it's, um, it's about it, boys. Um, yeah. Um, have a good show. Um, uh, yeah, that's um, about it. Well, I mean, you can't fault his his uh, his position there. That really, was definitely him, wasn't it? It really was. <laughs> that, that, that was def- that def- at first. I wasn't I mean, sure, but that's that's definitely Ivan that, Cleary. Definitely Ivan Cleary. Sounds like the Ivan Cleary I know. And uh, yeah, no, fair play, fair play. Look, let let's get into the the Warriors game. Let let's let's wash off. Let's take the bad juju of the Panthers. What positives were we taking out, Matt? You said there were plenty of positives out of the the before we totally move on the Panthers game. Well, should, should we should we resilience. move on to reasons to be cheerful? Reasons to be cheerful. Okay. Okay. There are reasons to be cheerful. We had to make 133 more tackles than them. That is 22 sets worth of tackles. 
133 more tackles then, but we only missed 34 tackles. With that load, we only missed 34 tackles. And of those 34 missed tackles, we missed 22 of them in that last 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. That is actually really bloody good defense. That is really good defense. And you can understand when a side falls away. And, you know, of the, you know, the 26, 22 of 36 points got scored in the last 20 minutes when we were shagged. And the next time we play the Penrith Panthers, we'll be at Bruce Stadium, GIS Stadium, whatever you care to call Victory it. Victory Stadium. Victory <laughs> Stadium. Yeah, that's that's where we're playing. So, you know, those are reasons to be cheerful. Matthew, what, what are yours? That, that game at, that game at um, Bruce will be a close game, I think. I, I'm, I'm, They'll just know, beat I, us. It's so hard to find reasons to be cheerful. Our int- no, our, they might not. Um, our... Points ten. Our, our, we really tried to man up. We we just didn't have. I don't think the, their, their Penrith's technical ability to gang tackle is exceptional yeah. at the moment. Um, and then you add that with Nathan Cleary's um, kicking game, where we had to basically truck it out of our own corner, either left or right, every single time. It makes it incredibly hard. I mean, someone like Jamin Salmon came on and he was just, he was chopping down some of our players. But um, the fact that we didn't concede, you know, on first phase or the first set of six very often, um, the fact that two or three of their tries, um, you know, were pretty 50-50. And the fact that we now know as Raiders fans, hate Stephen Crichton. Stephen Crichton is enemy number one next time we play them and let's Jerome Luai's up there Jerome Luai's up there right I mean Crichton is oh mate Luai and Crichton Luai's on the left Crichton's on the right and let's just let's just punish them Crichton they try like obviously Crichton dragged in taps last year with that try but if you look at the footage of the game on the weekend the, the, the whistle's blown and the Penrith Panthers start to um, celebrate and get together at halfway. Stephen Crichton immediately leaves his team and walks up to Jack Whiten to try and goad him because he knows Jack can't do anything. So I can't wait to see us square up next time we play them. Yeah. Do you know I what we missed though? You know, I was I was looking at our team on the weekend and and also the team that's been named this week. Who do we have in our team that's going to strike for you to Stephen Crichton? Who do we have in our team? There's no intimidator. There's no enforcer. There's no John Bateman. There's no guy that's a, that's that's a little bit loose. That's a little bit mad. That's a little bit dangerous. We have no one. Well, I was thinking there there are actually two out there that, that fall into that, and that's a bit of Holler and Trey Mooney. I, I think oh, could, yeah, I agree. could definitely be developed into people who, like Papa did. When Papa first started doing that stuff back in 2012 where he looked after Gal, he just went in and hit people really hard. And I think both Mooney and Holler, who are not far away from playing in this side, both fall into that category. Um, and but they I, can't come. You need, you're need. you not going to have that aura, you know what I mean? You're going to have that just that, that aura develops persona, over time. That, that inspires. Look, look at someone like, I mean, some people malign him, but Mitch Barnett, you know, he's loose, he's crazy, he goes hard. Every team, I think, needs needs yeah. that bit of mongrel. Yeah, look, 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 maybe I I do agree, but you know, another reason to be cheerful we have those. We've got seventeen matches left, right? Of them, ten are at home, seven are away, right? I believe, I believe, if things can just right a little bit, because I didn't mind the game plan on the weekend, the simple low error, and a lot of those errors I don't believe were errors, by the way. And we only made eight in that match. We only made eight. 
I actually thought the basic stats were pretty good. I think we are still a good chance of getting on a run and making into the finals. Now, remembering that coming Here we into, go. coming into August, I um, thought we were finishing the top four. Coming, I, I think that's a little bit beyond us now. Uh, coming into, winding down the expectations. Coming into August, uh, we get Jamal Fogarty back. Trevelyan should be back. Apparently, where is he? Well, he he has a hamstring. This is injury. the longest one week hamstring injury I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> he should be back. Like I, I've been talking to the club, he'll be back any minute now. We'll have Trevelyan coming back in there, and there's a, a, a vague chance that we might see Harley come back in August yeah, as well. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't that lays things up. It. A lot of players have had an opportunity to get a bit of time. We get on a run, a la 2010, <laughs> 2012. We get up there with the possibility of giving the kids two finals. You give the, I love you, Pork, you and I believe kids in too. so much of what you just said, but if we are relying on Harley Smith Shields coming up on ACL, we are fucked. But, That's, um, Semi's, Semi's going to hold his spot, isn't he, mate? Semi's going great. Look, look but I'm, what I'm who saying play, is... Who played better on... Okay, no, who played better on the weekend? Semi or Matt Tamako? Tamako, definitely. No, Semi, he didn't. Tamako he, hasn't, he Tamako didn't. hasn't reached the same heights... Uh, that he has uh, in the first few weeks. He, I don't think he's still probably 100% you know after who this. does amazing can bag. put fear into the heart of people? It is Semi. Semi, yeah. Semi, Semi can launch himself like a thing and absolutely smash people. Yeah, he's got to know, he's I, gotta I, know I when... Horse can do it too. He's got to know. Well, he should I'm, be not able to. Saying, I'm not saying Semi's a better player than Matt Tomoko, but I'm just saying who played better. And Semi played better on the weekend for sure. 100%. Right, right, right. Yeah, or, like, what, like, what criteria? Be... Let's let's not bicker and argue about these things. Like what tackles. we what we want to do now. Tackles. Tries went down. Tackles. Where were the, where were the tries scored? That was scored. Semi Vella mate. Nine tackles, okay. five oh, minutes. Jesus, you two, unbelievable. Nine, five. How many missed. how many how many tries did Stephen Crichton score down on Tomoko's side? How many yeah. actual tries? Or how many was he awarded? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Remember when the thing anyway. that got me with that penalty try was just how how ridiculously soft it was. I mean, I, I grew up in an era where you basically had to like, you took someone's head off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they were like lying there unconscious. And they're that like, wasn't oh. a penalty try, mate. Yeah. That was not, that was not a penalty they, try. They, they, and the referee sent it up. The it was issue was, call. the issue was Grant sent it up as a penalty try and they had to find a reason to overturn it yeah. and they couldn't overturn it. Um, because of that, yeah. they, what he said was there was there but here's the thing i don't understand with the whole like professional foul penalty try thing is that okay so in that instance it's it's deemed a penalty try and so panthers get the try awarded tomoko stays on the field if they had said oh we're not sure that he would have, would have got the ball down mm. he wouldn't have been sent off mate can i but then can they, I give them ten, they give them 10 in the bin instead of like they go, oh it's not a penalty try but so if it's a penalty try you stay on the field but if it's not a penalty try you go to the bin. That's what I don't understand. And then in that ten, minutes, he wouldn't have been sent off though. That was so soft but, that I think they just went for. But the I'm saying, I, I get what you're saying. The that's rule what is with Cooper Cronk in the grand the rule. final with us. Yeah, yeah, but they wouldn't have. But that's what happened with Cooper Cronk. But they wouldn't have done that in this. What's game. a bigger penalty? They, I don't think. I don't. I don't think they knew what they were doing. I think if they'd given us the penalty try, if they'd given us the penalty try in the 2019 grand final, and it was arguable because if Josh Papali takes that ball, Cronk is not going to stop him. Kronk's, of course not. Kronk's only chance was getting in the way of that ball coming out there and getting up on Josh Papali like he did. It was the only chance. It was him and Josh Papali. They'd managed to get him one-on-one. One on one. If that's a penalty try instead of Kronk going off, the Raiders win that match. Yeah. We, only, of course we, we needed one more try to win it. Later. Yeah, we needed one more try to do it. But the... I've, got a question about the, I've got a question about that penalty try that I want to ask both of you mm-hmm. um, on the game on the weekend. And it, it, it pertains to also other games. 
uh, and goes back probably you know many seasons watching plays like Cameron Smith get in the ear of referees. Mm. The game that I watched on the weekend, and like I said, I watched it with no emotion because I knew the result many days later. I saw Dylan Edwards from the very first tackle and Jerome Luai from the very first tackle of the game bark at the referee. Yeah. Dylan Edwards is a great fullback. He sits behind the ruck and the, every tackle that the Panthers had, he's yelling at the ref, get him off, get him off, get him off, release, release, release. We don't have that, right? And when we do, it's usually reactionary. It's not proactive. It's like a rap on who's whinging or something. My point is you watch the better teams and they know how to communicate with the referee that we have never done that. And if in that Stephen Crichton try, which is what made me even watch it again and again and realize Stephen Crichton did not once complain about being pushed. The player that yelled at the referee was Dylan Edwards. And the entire game, Dylan Edwards is just yelling and bitching at the referee about this tackle, that tackle, get them off. They're not quick to play the balls because they're all trying to find their front. And like when we're tackled, they're trying to get us on the back, which, you know, when you're defending, you're trying to slow the ruck. When you're attacking, you're trying to speed it up. But it just bothers me that I feel like in some games, especially away games, that referees are influenced. And if you do happen to watch that game back, watch Dylan Edwards. Yeah, he well, what does that come non-stop. down to? Coaching. they got a better coach than we have. I think that's, you know. They do. we just got to accept that fact, Pork. <laughs> I love that I've I've complained about players complaining to the referee, and you've turned into a Rick thing. You've I've got I've listened to our, uh, our last episode. And this whole you thing, know, man, I've painted as some you, sort of you, Ricky Stewart hater. Just what have I done? Cliche. You've just become I... a fucking cliche. <laughs> is what it is. Yeah, you, you have about Rick. Oh right, right. Yeah. So you think that that Nathan Cleary wouldn't be struggling if he'd lost Coruscant and um, Ivan Cleary? And, uh, sorry, if Nathan Cleary and Coruscant he'd lost within the first five minutes of the season. They actually went on. Did you see the first few games they played mm. without Nathan Cleary? They went pretty well. So they lost their halfback. And then I think you could take Coruscant out of there. They did They did go well. Put Sonny okay, Luke, okay, put okay, Sonny okay. Luke in there. If you took... Mitch Kenny? Yeah, All right. Here's, some, here's something. Paul. If you go if you go to Parramatta and take Reed Marnie and Mitch Moses, do you think they'd suffer? If you go, if you go to uh, Brett the Arthur, Melbourne Storm Arthur, and you son? take out oh, Jesse, <laughs> uh, sorry, no, that is that's it. Jesse Arthur's. Yeah, if you take no, out, if you take out Harry Grant and Jerome Hughes, do Melbourne suffer? Uh, the cheese would come in. The cheese would come in. They would. We, they, they, had, they had a plan. They've got a plan. We have no plan for a hooker beyond Starling currently. Well, we do. We've got Trevelyan. Hi, it's former Canberra Raiders captain Alan Tung here, and you know I don't actually go in footy tipping comps, but if I did. I tip the Raiders every week. Now, thanks to Jersey's mega store, an Iron Knob Fishwick, go in. They, if they don't have the jersey you're looking for, I will be stunned. I will be utterly stunned if they don't have the jersey you're looking for. Within reason, let's not talk about the Darlington Fourth Division bloody soccer jerseys here. Let's talk about you know actual teams that might be known somewhere. If they don't have it, I will be absolutely stunned. Let's look at the team list against the Warriors for this week. Thanks to Jersey's Megastore. Iron Knob Fishwick. Go in and see them. Um, so we've got... That uh, is an actual street name too. It's not just you. No, it is. That yeah, is for people true. outside of Canberra, there is actually a street called Iron Knob Street. There is. Yeah. And it's right, it's right outside the Canberra Outlet Centre. The Cock. Commonly known as Cock. As Cock. <laughs> Iron Knob and Cock. 
Um, Together so, at last. So uh, we'll start with the the Warriors. They've got Reese Walsh at the back, Rocco Berry on one wing with uh, Viliami Valet. Is that how you say it? No, Jesse Arthur's I've got. i got Valet. Oh, Jesus, you got the old... No, team. you're going to the centres. So I'm oh, going on to the wing. Okay, sorry. Valet. And then in the centres, we've got Jesse Arthur's and Adam Pompey. Pompey. Um, then at the halves, we've got uh, Channel Harris-DeVita. Chanel. Chanel, not, not Channel. Channel, I'm Chanel. saying Channel. I, Kaiser, I call him Channel. Guys, Chanel nah, is a great player. I really like he's him. Not bad. He's a great player. I really like I um, how tough he is, and just what what I wanted us to sign him last yeah, year. Yeah, so did I. But I mean, it, it's a big ask. We've for got it. a six. That's working. Well, then no, we got Sean Johnson, seven. who just loves beating the Camberators. He's very good at it. If there's one thing, you know, we, we've, we've discussed this before on the podcast, and is the the Raiders' ability to play a champion back into form. Yeah. Well, this is the week. That, this you is know, the time. It, it, Sean Johnson's copped a bit of stick lately. Yeah. I would not be surprised if he comes out and has an absolute blinder. He on does love playing. And look, is he still the best looking guy in rugby league? I think he probably uh, is. Corey Horsburgh? Yeah, Corey Horsburgh is <laughs> yeah, hot. exactly who I was going to say. He is wonderful. Then in the front way, we've got Adam Fedor Blake, who isn't a great lover of our crowd, but he's a bloody good front no, rower. He's, 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 he's in the top five front rowers right now. No yeah. questions asked. Wade Egan, who made a fool of us last time we played. Very average player. Again, one of those average players. We make his... look good. Matthew Lodge, who in that flogging they just got against Melbourne, actually kept playing right to the end. Not well, but he kept playing. You got Ewan Aiken, ex-Dragon, in the second row. Then you got Bailey. They had to move him to the second row from the centres because, you know, he's never passed the ball in his life. Never. Yeah, that's why they had to move him to... Right. Yeah. Then you've got Bailey Sirenson at number 12. And then at 13, replacing the injured Josh Curran, you've got Jazz Tavanga. Um, Josh Curran, there's another sexy man. Yeah, he's a good-looking dude. Yeah. Then you've got Taniela uh, Otokolo. Um, in the 14, we've got Bunty Afoa, who uh, is in the 15. Great hair right there. Got Elise Katoa. And then you finished off with X-Raider, Jack Murchie in 17. For the Jumping Jack Murchie. Yeah, for the Raiders, you've got Raps at the back. You've got Kotrick on one wing with uh, Javier Savage on the other wing. Then we've got <laughs> Matt Timoko um, in the centres with Semi Valame. Then Jack and the Schneider in the halves then we got papa and taps in the front row going around tommy starling we got hudson young retaining getting back into his number 11 jersey elliot whitehead coming back from having his face elliot whitehead in. swap sides has he so elliot whitehead's gone so that's right isn't it matt hudson young's playing on the left well, that is right and elliot whitehead's on the right and that's where elliot's always played so he's come back to the other side yeah okay. yeah and i think that is to yep. shore up that's how it's named i think that's to shore up the uh, very leaky right edge. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, to try and try and try and give Semi a hand, tell him not to go, just like rushing out of the line like a headless chook. Because because all, all the tries were scored down and his edge on the weekend, is that right? Yeah. Right. Move know. on. Then we got Keep Ryan going. Sutton, Rhino at thirteen on the bench. We've got C and K in the fourteen jersey. He'll be playing both in hooker and backup for anyone who gets injured. Front row. In the front row rotation. <laughs> Absolutely. Then you've got CHN is now onto the bench. Controversially. Controversially. Disagree. Dunked. Disagree. I've, I've been calling it for a while. Um, Adam Elliott in the 16 and, and Big Red Corey Horsburgh in the 17. Who promises to be on his best behaviour. He does. Um, but um, so the Whitehead is back. Hudson retains his spot, goes to the other side. Rushton, Harry Rushton, is now 18th man. The Warriors have lost Josh Curran. They've lost Aaron Penne and they lost DWZ to one of the nastiest bloody head knocks yeah. I've seen for quite yeah. a while. And unfortunately, everyone wanted to see Edward Cosy playing against this weekend, but he's gone back to 18th man for them. Um, so, you know. Some thoughts on the team? 
Oh. Okay, here are my thoughts on the team. Uh, I think we really learnt last week that Xavier's not a winger. I think we either need no, to play him at, at, at fullback or don't play him. Yes. But play him on the wing. Yes. It's not working. He's a liability, mate. He's, he, every tackle he got gang tackled. I know we're playing Penrith and we're playing, we're going to be playing the Warriors uh, on a day game, which is great, at, up at that Sunshine Coast Stadium, which is fast. Mm. It's where Melbourne put all put on all their points during COVID and racked up like that 40 points a game. But Savage isn't a winger. No. No. And if you're going to play him on the wing, maybe there needs to be a plan, some plays, some set plays or something. Because for him to be on the wing and play the traditional winger role, it's not going to work. He doesn't have... He doesn't have no, the, and you, well, got, you, got a winger, you got a winger playing fullback who's got good hands, but then you got... Rapper did do, Rapper did do a good job under the high ball. I mean, we looked at... So what, what's the chances that we'll, we might see um, young Jared Croker come back in and maybe push Semi out onto the wing? Uh, not not I great. I actually think there's more chance... I think there's more chance Savage plays um, fullback this weekend. Although Pork's just shown something on a phone to Blake that maybe, maybe oh. there's some inside knowledge. <laughs> you wouldn't believe who that was. Yeah. Uh, didn't leave a message. Um, no, per- personally, you know, I mean, I, I, I do have reasons to be cheerful on the game that we had on the weekend and, and, some of the, the small glimpses of positivity came with Adam Elliott and the way that he played. So yeah, you did like was good too. Yeah. I thought his you, punch you, was good. You did like him playing that starting thirteen role. Well, he, he's. I mean, I, I liked what I saw in Elliott Whitehead in the preseason um, because you know Elliott can. We know he's got the hands to be able to play that position, but but since he went out to the edge and now he's named on the edge again after that horrific injury at training. Um, I'm really hoping that Adam Elliott's playing 13 because he's he's direct. He plays with a higher tempo than Sutton and he can ball play. So if we've got, you know, Tarpany and, and Papali'i as our two props, they're not really hitting the line and then and then turning, you know, now and then they'll, they'll be able to get that offload. But I, I just like, I like what I saw in Adam Elliott on the weekend. He, he actually has a bit more energy, a bit more tempo and a high tempo and pace to his game that... I was surprised he's not named at 13 this weekend. I really was. And that, that's one of my biggest um, gripes with the side. I also think um, if Savage is going to be in the team, he's got to be number one or 14 yeah. and come on like I, yeah, I, like I, a number one 100%. after 50 minutes. But I think we've got a very high likelihood of, you know, Tim's famous smoke screen. He's going to come off the extended bench of, um, in fact, while we're here, who's on the extended bench? Let's do it. For the Raiders, we've got Frawley, Croker, Gula, Trey Mooney, James Schiller, Peter Holler, and Harry Russians in the 18. For the Warriors, we've got Ben Murdoch Basilla, who's a decent player and famously got that forward pass last week. Mm. Um, Good player, did very well in the UK. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. And then we got, they've just got Dejan Arcee from the Cowboys, Cowboys and yeah. he's on their extended bench. Um, Hang on a second. Have I got it on the right way? Yes, I do. Yeah. Just- like I know it's a it's an audio medium, but I'm wearing the RC clown beanie. Yeah, you've wearing the wrong the, way around. To John RC clown. No, 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 yeah. it's the right way around. Shut up. Um, then we got Pride, <laughs> Pedersen, Rabati, um, Junior, Rituva. We got Valingi, Kepu, Jackson, Free, and Edward Cosy as the 18th man. I'm giving that to the Raiders because apart from Murdoch, Masilla, and RC, none of those players have played more than five games between them, whereas we have at least 10 games between us on the extended bench. 
at this stage with just oh, Emre Gola's probably got 50 games. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and Jared Croak's a couple of them probably weren't bad as well. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Jared Croak's played some good stuff. Five tries, five tries. If, if there's going to be a smoke screen here, then we're going to see one Jared Croak come back. I was talking to him in Goulburn last week. And, really? Uh, yeah, what were you doing good. in Goulburn? Fit. Uh, I was on the way up to up, pizza? Up Sydney. No, no, in a nice coffee shop. It was actually very nice. Right. Um, but uh, you know, and he was—he—he he said he's sweet to go. He's ready. He's rare, and he's looking for. He to wants it. to go. He—that's well, not the issue. It's not the issue that he thinks he's ready to go. It's other people at the club. Mostly, your man Rick doesn't think he's ready. And and, and, and like and I said, you talked to Rick, have you? Yeah. Well, yeah, I have actually. And uh, it's through his through his half uh, brother. Um, if Rick wanted him back in the team, yeah, Rick would have him back in the team. Rick doesn't want him back in the team. I'm saying there's a high chance that we're going to see one Jay Craig. Did you did you hear? Uh, for who? For who? Pork? For who? Uh, for Javier Savage, and we'll no. see. We'll see Semi go out into the wing, and we'll see Croaks come back in. Will not happen. Buzz Rothfield on the uh, oh, Daily Telegraph. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you're not quoting him now, are no, you? No. Well, please? unlike unlike you, Tim, Ricky actually takes Buzz's call. So he rang Ricky last week. He doesn't just let go through the message bank like he does with you. And um, he said, you've got to put Jerry Croker back in the team. You know, you like leadership, you like direction. He's the guy that'll help you get over the line. And Ricky said, no, I don't think he's ready to come back. He didn't say I'll never put him back. But he said he didn't think he's ready. But Jared's saying he's ready. Ricky thinks he's not ready. Yeah, I don't right. think Ricky think, will think that he's ever ready. That's my point. If he was going to put him back, if there was going to be the, the emotional return to first grade, you know, the pathway to 300, the window to get 300 this year is going to close soon. Yeah, well, I, I suspect if we're going to have a thing off the extended bench, that's what we're going to see. We're but going to I think that, that obviously, you know, Ricky in some areas is thinking long-term and not so much in others, but obviously he's decided Semi's getting an extended run. Well, maybe he did. He did. But talking about Semi, Matt, do you have a Semi? I do have a Semi. I... Am starting to get warmed up. I wake up in the morning. The birds are chirping here in Los Angeles. And I think about, you know, what's happened as Raiders fans. And and I don't know whether my semi's out of love or out of hate, but at the moment, it's out of hate. Mm-hmm. Because I don't like being made as a Raiders fan, you know, it sucks enough to lose, but then when obviously you're losing, you know, the crows are circling, the vultures are circling. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that started to bother me was the story that came up um, pretty quickly after the game, when they started fishing for the Viking clap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I love that we have a Viking clap and um, the other podcast spoke about it where they talk about um, it's, you know, it's us, it's, it's us. Um, welcoming our players onto the field, which is fantastic. And obviously we didn't invent it. And I don't care whether where another club's like mocking us. They're allowed. They're winning. They're, they're on top. It's great. To the victors you know, go and, the spoils. And when they try to get a response out of Ricky, he just... Yeah, man. And when they try to get Ricky to get... He um he just shrugged it off. And then they asked again and they asked again. And then they... The, what, are the, what was the header? It said... Um, Privately, the Raiders are seething, but you can't find one Raiders fan or player that cares. So, yeah. my so, semi is with the the Sydney media circling again to try and get a story to splinter the Raiders like they did last year, mm. because 
you know, we need. I to think you've. I think you've misunderstood. I think you've misunderstood the concept of the segment. Matt's got a semi. I thought this was well, going to be your ass clown. Semi- there was going to be my <laughs> ass clown, um, but I, I kind of. Matt's got a semi. Is is is, spi- is supposed to be like the one, like the, the shining light, the positive thing, the thing that you tell us. You know, they were, Raiders fans are doing it tough this week, tough. and they've come to this podcast okay. and they're like. Matt Lanevez is the eternal optimist. Optimist. He's gonna, you know, and then there's the pork who's just like the deluded zealot. And between the between the two of them, between the two of them, they're gonna have something positive to cheer me up. And just all right, Blake, here it nothing is. Nothing of it the is, sort. Right? I want. No, no, no. Okay, so I I got confused. Um, it's late here in Los Angeles, and so I my semi turned into my ass clown, and so we go to the ass clown, and I'm wearing the beanie in about 15 minutes. Um, you all know what it is. My semi on the weekend was our um, intent and defense. I think our ability to be able to, up until the 79th minute, still try and knock their block off and not give up. You know, you look at some other teams when they lose possession and they like- Like the Warriors. No other team- At least we didn't no give up like the, the Warriors. Co- Mate, no other team in the competition has had a, as little um, field position as what we had on the weekend. And we were still trying to cut them in half at the end of that game. And that's going to set us up for later in the year. Mm. Clearly, like what Paul talked about earlier, losing mm. our half, losing our hooker. They're all getting games under their belt. You know, I'm obviously frustrated with the way that we're using 13. We spoke about that last week. Um, I'd rather see Adam Elliott start. I'd this is my this is my concern. This is my concern with with Ricky and the coaching and, you know, the, the chopping and changing of positions and, you know, some of which we call for and some of which yeah. we don't. And uh, the use of the interchange bench and everything else. You look at all the good teams, right? They know who their thirteen is. Mm. We still don't even know who our thirteen yeah. is, you mm. know. And we the seasons yeah. one. I, quite I really through. do think it just just be Elliot. I think it's fairly clear it should be Elliot, in my opinion. Well, then just go all in. Go all in and give it Adam Elliot. Yeah, or Elliot Whitehead. Or, no, Adam Elliot. Adam Elliot. Or you know, I agree. If we're going to go with a kid, which I don't think we can at the moment, give Trey Mooney a go. That's what he's brought here for. No, no, he's no, he won't. He won't. It's hundred percent. Our our thirteen uh, and our thirteen clearly after the weekend is Adam Elliot and then Harry Rushton. Yeah. So why and not have Harry Rushton on the bench? Have Adam Elliot start have Rushton on the bench, come off the bench. You know I mean? Let's, let's have a plan. Let's stick to it. Let's look to the future. And I'd, I mean, start, it's, it's... I'd start, if, if you believe in Elliot Whitehead, which obviously Ricky does, you have Elliot Whitehead and Hadawit and I are starting. And then you have, um, because Elliot is getting gassed now, Elliot Whitehead, that is. You have um, Hudson Young come on and play through the middle and then squeeze out to the edge. Hado played the best when he played in the middle. I know he's, you know, he's a decent He's a, he's a decent edge player, but what, what I really noticed on that game on the weekend, um, and I don't mean to half back to it, but we really tried to win one-on-one contact. Like every one of our players ran up to the defense and tried to like bash the, the, um, the guy that was trying to tackle him, like, like chest on chest. We tried to like aggress, you know, aggressively, like trying to aggro our way of like, I've got this one. And they just three on one us every single time when they were attacking, they tried to find their front. Well, they didn't try and run over that's, us. They that's, tried to find the gap between us. That's, and that's coaching. And that's the, the James Fisher-Harris um, stat is that, you know, he's regarded as the best prop in the game. You look at his post-contact meters, they're not that big compared to like a Tom Lola or anyone else because he basically hits the line and drops. You know, he's doing that yeah, old so that what, old West Tigers 2004. But that's what I noticed on, on, on the weekend in this game, they were trying to run at gaps. They weren't trying. And because obviously we were getting bashed, it became a bit of an ego thing. And, and we tried to try, we tried to run over them and like prove that we were tough and, you know, and we just kept getting bashed where I just think we need to, 
get back to focusing on the speed of the play the ball. Um, Again, what you're saying, it's, no, it's, it's a coaching issue. You're, another, is, you're highlighting another coaching issue. A lot of the tactical naivety that's evident in the Raiders. The look, Raiders can play. I just say on behalf of Ricky Stewart, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you can print your negativity on a pineapple and shove it up your ass. I'm not being negative. No, at all. I still yeah, believe in Ricky. You're just a I'm, hack. I believe we're going to make the eight. I do believe we're going to make the eight. I we're really not making do. the eight. We are not making the eight. Blake Stradamus, you're going to hear it here now for the first time. I don't think we're going to get the wooden spoon, but it's we're, we're going to give it a red hot shake. Pork Stradamus, we're How making the eight. You? We're making the eight. Pork Stradamus, we're making How the eight. How dare you say I don't think we're going to get the spoon? Like it's even. How dare you? Well, most of the spoon. Go started. Most of the spoon favourites are currently doing a lot better than us. It's only well, really the bulldogs. Well, here's the thing too. Um, you may or may not notice, but uh, favourite of the show, uh, John Tuxy Tuxworth has declared that the Raiders are not going to make the finals this year. So the Tuxmock has been invoked, which means we are going to make the finals because he's always freaking <laughs> wrong. Anyway, um, somebody who has strong opinions is Lord Funkington, and it's probably time we listen to them. Hello, everyone. Lord Funkington here, back for another week. And look, you didn't listen to me last week, so I'm going to have to get stuck into it again this week. Too much blue in the jersey, bad, bad loss. Reasonable defence, but bad, bad loss. Calling the team the milk, using the hashtag up the milk, another bad, bad loss. The team is in the toilet, and we have to start pulling these omens away. Don't call the team the milk. Don't have any blue in the jersey. We're green. We are the green machine. And a message for Rick. Rick, I know you're doing it tough. I know people are into you. I've just got one thing to say. Play some kids, mate. Let the kids have a run around. What's the point of giving Harry Russian a few minutes against Pen- Penrith and then dumping him? Where's Trevelyan's gone? He he played really well. Uh, you can <laughs> give the young kids a crack, Rick. I know it's in tough positions. We're in a tough situation, and that that is due to the too much blue in the jumper. And people have started calling the team the milk again. Rick, play the kids. Who knows? Maybe they'll have some fun. They'll throw the ball around a bit. What's the worst that can happen? Huh? Well, we could lose seventy to ten, but no, the Warriors have already done that for us. It's a simple message. It's election time. It's three simple slogans. That, that's what gets you cut through. No more blue. No more milk. Play some kids. Say it with me, folks. Hashtag no more milk. It's a good point. I completely agree with Lord Funkington. I want to stop people calling us the milk. We're not the freaking milk. Get the blue out of the jersey, except if you're going to have the, the armband colour thing or just the collar. But no other blue. We're not the side of blue. Canterbury is the side of blue. You know, they're the side of blue. Who else has got blue? Parramatta. Parramatta's got blue. We're not blue. We're fucking green. Put yeah, the there's green a lot on. of swearing in this episode. Yeah, this that's week. because you're an idiot. <laughs> you, yeah. I've never liked, I've never liked our, our, our Anzac Day jerseys haven't been the best. Uh, I, alternate well. jersey's the worst. Just just wear green. But The only the only jersey that we ever win in that's a, that's a novelty jersey is the Ricky Stewart. Autism one, yeah, autism no, and, and so we should look. I don't look, look, look. But uh, I don't mind the early nineties white jersey. Actually, uh, I'm say, no, the early nineties video it. easy white. Jersey. Yeah, never I had, that was my first. Jer- really? No, my first jersey was the white Woodgers jersey, and we only used to wear that once a year, and it was against South Sydney. My first jersey was the green, uh, best and less version of the 1982 jersey with the oh, yeah. white collar and the white cuffs. <laughs> I think I bought one of those yeah. off uh, off John Sharkey just recently. Yeah, you did. A bloody horrible thing. Um, but that's what I had. Look, someone has actually looked into the game, you know, with some sort of intelligence as opposed to you, Blake, um, is Arnie J. And it's time to rip in with Arnie J. G'day, Raiders fans. I think we can try and forget about last week. Uh, with Penrith, they got a roll on in the second half. We were good for 50 minutes. 
Um, but, you know, we certainly need to significantly improve as a football team. There's no doubt about that. Um, talking of not doubting things, I doubt the Warriors will give us an easy game this week. Um, they, they've actually been pretty good. Well, certainly the last month or so, but they've been pretty good this year. Um, Storm obviously gave him an awful hiding. Um, and I've, I've dug into my database, which goes back to 2013. So the Storm have scored 40 points or more at home 27 times uh, in the last, well, you know, nine and a bit seasons. Uh, five of those times were against the Warriors. So unfortunately for them, they don't mind rolling over in Melbourne. So where do we beat the Warriors? Similar to last week, I still want to mention the offloads. So we need support players ready, not only for the offload, but also pass it one pass wider or two to use that space. Two, broken play. The Warriors average 31 missed tackles a game. So similar to the above, we need to get bodies in motion. And I'd like to see a lot more bodies in motion than what we generally see or have been seeing in attack. We need to get really better, uh, much better in, in this area. Third, the Warriors have named a very inexperienced wing and three quarter lineup. Uh, some of it uh, is injury or HIA and um, some of it was uh, someone copped a bath and got dropped. Um, so we need to run, bomb, grubber at all those wing and three quarters all game. Like, just do our best, make their life hell, and uh, just try and crack them on the edges. Uh, and lastly, I'd give Lodge the old niggle slash pest treatment. Um, the bloke's a dead set lunatic, and he may indeed get him sent off, get himself sent off. And finally, and apologies for getting out of my lane as far as stats goes here, but I think we really need to pick another nine to start for us. Starling is 10 times better for us at 14. He can come on after 20 minutes once the big early collisions are done. And he's, he's a lot more, power, well, lot more powerful and potent for us at 14, in my humble opinion. All right, that's it for this. That's it from me this week. Uh, all the best of luck uh, for us against the Warriors. I wouldn't be surprised if it's close, but hopefully we can get the chocolates. Have a great weekend. Oh, my God, he's off the hook. He is out of control. I, I often wonder how he doesn't get arrested between segments because he is so... He's, lo he's locked up from segment to segment <laughs> for seven days and then they just release he's just, him. He's just locked in, from where, in a computer. Just crunching the numbers. Is he? Doing right. the stats, coming up with the stats that matters. And that's what keeps this show number two. Yeah. It's those kind of statistics. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, Proper, is that it? controversial? Oh, no. look, we're the, formally known we're as... the podcast formerly known as the, the third most popular. No, we're number two. We're Are number we? Two. You're a number two. Yeah. yeah. That's what's going on. But um, now it's time for... Who's got a lift? Ooh. It's the back line. The back line, you've got to score some points. We've got to score, score some points. We have scored very few tries. Very few points. Have we scored the least amount of points in the NRL this season? I think it's got to be bloody uh, close. Bulldogs haven't scored many. It's got to be damn close. We have scored 94. Yeah, the Bulldogs have scored 70. 
We've scored more than uh, we Newcastle scored more than and the West Tigers and the West Tigers. But that's it. But at least the West Tigers, the form lines up. Yeah, their form lines Storm up. Storm haven't scored that many. Nah, that but crap. we ha- yeah. we have conceded. <laughs> They've scored almost scored more points in one game than we've scored in six. We've conceded less than <laughs> the Warriors, and we've conceded less than the Bulldogs. But that's it. Apart from that, we've conceded the most. So it's oh, time. Geez. It's time for those things to improve. So what really has to improve? You're not getting scored on if you're scoring. Backline, you got to lift. Um, I'll tell you someone who's really got to lift. It's the shark. All right, what's up? It's it's John. Here, all right, let's get all that stuff out of the way. All right, it's me. I'm back, okay? Look, we all knew the Raiders were going to lose this weekend. Everyone predicted them to lose. But you know what? I'm a little miffed here because I didn't expect them to lose in that kind of fashion. They didn't just lose. They kind of were embarrassed. Yes, they played well for 50 minutes. But you know what? I'm expecting my team, the team that I support, to go out there and kind of fight for our honor, the Raiders fans. You're going to let Penrith manhandle you like that at the end of the game after the fans in the crowd do the little Viking clap thing? I know the Viking clap is stupid and for children, but still, you're going to let them completely take the piss out of us? And then you're just going to get ragdoll at the end by Stephen Crichton, who's going to hold you like by the head like you're a little baby brother, swinging wildly at Big Brother as he laughs at you? It's pitiful. Go out there and punch somebody in the face. Or better yet, win the game. That's how you answer. If you're mad, if you're fuming, whatever. Go out there and show me something. You showed me a little bit. The defense was there. But I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do going forward against better teams. And I'll tell you who else doesn't know. Doesn't seem like Ricky knows either because every press conference is the same. He comes out, gets all huffy, throws his Cheerios around, stamps his feet, and then runs off. Blames everybody else. We need to get better. How do we get better, Ricky? This is what we want to know. We want to know how. Not that you do. We all know that you do. You've just lost four games in a row. How is it going to happen? Okay? This week's music pick, I don't know. I'm too sad to do it. I'm not even sad. I'm just too whatever, you know? Uh, Listen to uh, I Hate God, Take As Needed For Pain. That's a good record that should get you really in the the spirit for the next game. Uh, Which, you know, given by how the Warriors played last night, losing by 60 points, I'm still not convinced we're going to beat them. So I need the Raiders to show me something this week. This is the show me week. Everyone's got to lift, top to bottom. All right, but I still love you all. Who gives a shit? It's just football. Bye-bye. Go your green things. Now, I, I don't know why people don't like the Shark. <coughs> they want him off the show. They want him off the show. Is it, It's just because he's a Yank, isn't it? Mostly. It is racist. I, I, I want to hear him change his accent and just try and do like... Oh, haven't like you heard? Instead of John, he, John Sharky, just oh, Jules Dolphin. Last, like year, last, Jules year, Dolphin. No, last year, he did this thing where he pretended to be an Australian... Journalist interviewing. Oh, uh, it was Stewart. so bad. It was. So I, honestly, honestly, I didn't want to put it to air. It was so bad. He only did. But you still haven't put my Andrew Abdo section to air, which I think, and we should get a, a, a fan forum there. I want you to know and 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 tweet in to uh, uh, Blake and the Paul <laughs> if you it. want to hear the Andrew Abdo segment that was recorded that everyone on the podcast, apart from myself, said couldn't go to air. I think it's bloody magnificent, and it's so, time that it was so heard. One person will now say that it should. They want to hear it, and you'll 
It's not going. No, in. no, 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 it's no. Not going so, in. We'll, we'll, we'll... At the same time, we should also try and make sure that Tim wants to keep his job at the ABC. <laughs> Uh, that's that's neither here nor there. It's not going to be affected by it. But you yeah, know, we'll put, you a, po- we'll put a poll out on the Blake and the Pork, and you tell us, you listeners, whether you want to hear the Andrew Ebdo segment because it is absolutely better than that crap the Shark and Danny Ando did last year. It is without question better than that rubbish. That's not saying much. No, that's... it's not. But it is saying something. Okay, so um, did I forget to say it is now time for Ask Cloud of the Week. <laughs> Right, this come this segment comes to you from Raiders Plumbing because if you want ask, you need crack, and there is no one who knows more about ask cracks than Raiders Plumbing. Hey, who knows? They might even be able to fix your plumbing. We don't know. Yeah. Yes, Matthew. I was just going to say, um, Blake's still coughing. Yeah. Poor fella. He's still struggling. I think. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah. yeah. Rona. Long COVID. He's, I, got, I think he's got the long COVID. I think I'm entering a long COVID territory. Anyway, it's called it's called it's called Raiders fandom. Look, uh, we all know my ass clown. My ass clown. Which yeah, you've like, already done that. You, you've done the Dennis Bullfrog Richie. Yeah. So your and 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 who's yours, uh, Blake? So my mate Buzz, my mate and yours, Buzz Rothfield, uh, really got stuck into to, to, to poor old Corey Horsburgh, who uh, thought he was minus the Labashane. He thought he was out on you know the the field. He just blow a few bubbles. Didn't realize that it was you know during the last post and. People might consider that to be inappropriate or disrespectful. Obviously, he meant nothing by it. You know, mm. he's a young lad. He's probably not the sharpest tool in the shed. But he's come out. He said he's sorry and regrets it. So let's not blow everything out of proportion in rugby league. You know, the prime minister of the country can be on his phone during the same uh, in the same process. Then I think you know Corey Horsby can get away with it. So let's yeah. just let's just pump the brakes on like. Kicking Corey. I mean, seriously. Yeah, I've got a couple of ass clans of the week. Um, the first one is we. Are, if you're watching the Anzac Day match between the Roosters and the Dragons, <laughs> you may have seen later on in the match that our old player Semi Ravalawa, who's been with the Dragons for a fair while now, but started started never played with first grade here. No, he never did. Uh, played a few trials in the first. They no, played. We played um, reserve grade. Yeah, but Mounties, anyway, well, when it was Mounties, he got a coat hanger from Danny Tupo. Now, you know, we always say, we always have a bit of a laugh, it's not his go. Well, it isn't Danny Tupo's go. It just isn't no. Daniel Tupo's go to do it. It was obviously an accident, but there's no question he got him right around the, the chin and then coat hanging him after that. It was without question, no questions asked, 10 minutes in the sin bin. The referee on the day was Adam G. I personally think has been the best referee for the last couple of years. I, I, I like the way he controls a match. I think he's in control, takes crap from no one, doesn't take any chayacking from the you know banter from people like Dylan Edwards, like you were saying, just does his thing, makes good calls. He went up there to say, well, what does the, the bunker think? <laughs> Ash Klein sitting in the bunker. Ash Klein went, it's a penalty on report. Made the call. G went with it. Guess who, uh, guess who Graham Annesley has dropped this week? Is it Ash Klein who made the call? Or is it Adam G who uh, didn't? It's already, no, it's Adam They've G. dropped Adam G and Ash Klein will be refing and going in the bunker this week in spite of the fact it's clearly him. So, Graham Annesley, Jared Maxwell, you are fucking ass clowns. Um, stop swearing. I'm not going to stop swearing. We, I, I, we've already I got the explicit say, tag I on, our, on our... Well, I had to. I didn't want to. I, I had so, to. I feel so ba- bad for Ravalawa because he, got, he copped that suspension, was it last year? Was it against us? Yeah. When Elliot Whitehead hit his knee and he... He got suspended. If Ravalawa took off Tupo's head, it's a straight send off yep. and he's getting three weeks. That to me is 
It's not even 10 in the bin. That's a send-off. Yeah, it was close to a send-off. And, and last year in Magic Round, and, it's not just a send-off. It's like two years in concentration camp, like yeah, Hook said. And I, and I don't care about I don't care about clean skins. Uh, Nathan Cleary hip dropped last week and got away with it because he's a clean skin. But when do you not be a clean skin? Do you not be a clean skin when you do it or when you get suspended for it? Yeah, most because murderers. Depends, and most murderers. It was the first time they did it. Sklink. Depends if you're if it's your go or not. If it's not your go then it's okay. But if you get away with it, then it's not your go. So if Tupo does it again also, next week, if you, if it's you like, make oh, well, it's not If his you go. make a pact to stand up for your teammates, mm. you can get away with stuff as well. Right. Yeah. There you go. That's good. Yeah. Well, but I do have one other ass clown of the week. In fact, it, it's a multiple ass clown. I don't know how many... It's not yourself, is it? No, well, no, it's you, you freaking animal. <laughs> um, I don't know how many of you people, uh, you Blake and the Pork <laughs> out there, uh, actually take in our, our, our uh, sibling podcast uh the great uh, the green machine podcast but if you did you would have heard all of them tipping the warriors to win the match this weekend and boys you're a pack of fucking ass clowns <laughs> they get the swearing too. this is uh, someone's editing this later <laughs> beeping is so much work man it is but that's because this is what happens when it's when we're two and seven is yeah right yeah now? well um, we are anyway well i do have a listener of the week this week it's usually blarco that does it but i've got a listener of the week it's michael and his twitter handle is at mountains mc or one word mountains mc um at panther park wearing his ass clown beanie uh blarco will if he hasn't already he will tweet it on the yeah. official account um, absolutely, well done, mate. absolutely magnificent stuff. Repping the ass clown, Beanie. Um, I believe there's still one or two left of the second Half issue. If, if you're uh, very few numbers here, get online, go to Landspeed Records online. You might just be lucky to get one of the last ass clown beanies. We don't even know if we're going to run another. This is definitely it. This will be it. After that, you next know, one's get probably Raiders by fifty. Raiders fifty six yeah. um, t-shirts is probably where we're going to go um, with on the back. Speaking about the fuck is speaking the about Raiders by and about what the Green Machine just tipped. What what what's um what are we tipping for this weekend? What are you guys tipping? Oh, the Raiders going to win. Yeah, I think we're going to get away with it. Oh, I think what? we're going to get away with a narrow win. I think it's going to be a really close game. I I take absolutely nothing from the fact that um. No, 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 no. It's a coming off a hiding. I take no, no. The, no the Warriors coming off a hiding because they Warriors. lost Josh Curran, one of their best defenders, went out in the match. They lost Aaron Penne, um, and couldn't cover him in his loss. And they also lost DWZ, who's you know might have played on the wing, but is definitely a really large part of the grunt and the obnoxious nature of the for, team. For someone that's heavily invested in the production of watches, yeah, he's an all right footballer. Yeah, that's right. Well, let's pick a score. But what, but what, I, what I'm saying to you is the they were down to three men on the bench with 30 minutes left of that match. And what happened? Any, it's going to happen to anyone. So don't take 70 points to 10 and say, oh, my God, they're dreadful. <laughs> the Warriors will give they us did, a run this they did. They did give up a bit. I would they have too. There was nothing. There was nothing to play for. It, it was just and, – no. and some of the – again, the decisions were going against them. But just – anyway, within that, I, I reckon the Raiders will win by – you know, I'm very confident. I reckon we'll win by two. Do you know I look at this game and I look at <coughs> the um, New Zealanders? By two, okay. I was going to say one. Well, I think we're by one, yeah. Schneider, what do you think, Matthew? Schneider field goal. Schneider field goal. I think 18, it's 18 plus. Right, he's oh, going 18 plus. I like your confidence. Um, <coughs> I look at the Raiders players. Is that long COVID's getting bad? I know, it's, it's actually getting worse as the episode's going on. Um, <laughs> Still listening to Paul. And we have, I know it's all the swearing. We have a, uh, I think back to Ruben Wiki, yeah. right? 
Ruben Wiki would play his best games every year against the Warriors. Yeah. He'd really aim up against his his New Zealand uh, teammates. And I, I, I look at some of the, the great New Zealanders that we've got in our team, like Jordan Rapana, like uh, Matt Tomoko, who I think is destined, Matthew, destined to be oh, guys, a New I'm Zealand. Oh, guys, I'm feeling a semi. A New Zealand rep. I'm feeling a semi. And, of course, Joey Tarpany, who's in you know career-best form. Yep. I think all those guys aim up, and I think we have a really good performance, and I think we go on to yeah comfortably win by one point. I reckon. One so. thing I'd like to say. One thing I'd like to say. A positive of the game uh, against the Panthers. I mean, you know, he he didn't set the world on fire, and he's only still what a halfback six or seven games into his career. But Schneider had traffic ran at him mm. all game yeah he defended he so well kick out down a number i mean you know is there a more scary prospect than having mm. i mean maybe for feeders the only other comparable one but having oh, kick out running, probably yeah. wouldn't like that either but you know really talakai talakai oh geez yes really like trying to isolate you close to your line and he brought him down time and time again i think he did a fabulous job he made 33 tackles which is a hell of a lot of tackles and he only missed four yeah he only is, missed four which is quite remarkable he did great look i'm feeling a semi it's it's a late semi okay. it's a late morning semi i've already woken up and had my coffee the last raiders game that i went to was at mount smart stadium we put 50 points on them and that's because those guys stepped up it was tarpany had the man of the match you know nickel star had a great game rap but i had a great game oh, about got some great yeah, Tomoko. So we're, we're going to, and I love watching games at this sunny coast. It's dry. It's during the day. The kickoff's at three o'clock. We're going to put on a big score and we're going to be singing home on the bus. The Raiders by 56. Oh, there you go. Look, look, I want to, before we rope off, we're actually launching today our inaugural Raiders review with Blake and the Pork competition. Now, the rules of this competition are very easy. What you need to do is have we got a name for the competition? Because I was I've actually got the name. Okay, go. Because you know how well this is inspired by the old Triple J Bang the Drum. Yeah, beat the drum, bang the jump. Show your ass. Show your ass. Eh, could be. <laughs> or, uh, I like it. Or or place the pork. <laughs> could, could be one or the no, other. It's, it's but the idea, the idea is somewhere you show hashtag show your ass. You show your your Blake and the Pork merchandise or favourite Blake and the Pork taglines. You know Raiders by fifty six. Ass clown. Who's got a lift? Um, the beanie, if you like. Um, but you get something like that. Um, into the, the the public genre, if you like. You get a picture, you get behind a player in an interview and you show your ass clown beanie or you hold up a sign that says, you know, Blake is an ass clown or something along those lines. Yeah, you're at the, you're at the Eiffel Tower about to propose to your soon-to-be wife yeah, and yes. you just put on the beanie yeah. just before you do it. Yeah, 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 and, and you do ass. it. And you, or, or, you know, you could get your beanie or a thing and get, you know, a celebrity to to write in, you know, and, and show, you know, your Blake and the Port colours. And Blake, and what I want you to do is... Harrison Ford next week, Matt. I want to see a... Uh... I'll talk to him. Yeah. See yeah, you yeah. in a beanie. So what we're going to do is when you get those pictures, what we want you to do is send them in via Twitter yeah, or by Insta. We got an Insta account? No, Facebook. Just uh, Facebook or by Twitter. Yeah, we don't do Insta. We're not that young. Um, by Facebook or Twitter and send them in and make sure you include the at Blake and the Pork Twitter account. Yeah. And Hashtag e- show us your ass. And each week we're going to review, you know, or place your pork. <laughs> Let, let's let's hands, talk about... Hashtag hands off the pork. Show us... Is it show show 
us your A R S E Y O U R. Yes. A R S E. A R S E. Show us your. Oh, you can't do that because it can be A double S. Okay, we'll have two hashtags. So the people who side with me can have the. He doesn't give up easily, does he? I'm not going to give up. You and John Sharkey. You and John Sharkey can have the other one. That's because we're right. Because you're American. Anyway, we're right. The prizes, you're going to get into the prizes. Okay, so the prizes are, and we've got Steve. So talking about the shark, we have a signed copy of his LP as well as a T-shirt, a John Sharkey T-shirt. Amazing, amazing prize. Arnie J, unknowns to most of you, to get rid of his rage, to quell it down, is actually a beekeeper. And we have a kilo of the best damn honey you've ever had. And I'm not just saying that. It no. is extraordinary. We have... It's the only thing that kept me going through COVID. Unbelievably stuff. We have the cast from Lord Funkington's leg when he had his... No one wants that. When, when he had his <laughs> no uh, Achilles done with Raiders by 56 written on it, which is just absolutely magnificent. Absolutely, Mac. Straight to the poor room. Yeah, no, it is. It, it is absolutely That's not, I'm not straight to the poor We have um, included in that thing a night at the pub with Danny Stewart, which um, it's unmatchable. You know, it'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll be an absolutely wonderful. Obviously, we've got um, an, a signed 8x10 glossy of Matt Leneves, you know, his best Hollywood 8x10 glossy. Um, soft focus. Yes, soft focus. It's just, it's just me naked with the beanie on. He's a very good-looking man. He's a very good-looking man. And we also have a Land Speed Records uh, voucher um, of a, a size yet to be determined. Yes, and a prize from Audio Technica. And a prize from Audio oh, Technica, our great sponsors. It'll be it'll be a $20 voucher like the, the players, $20 voucher. Speaking of which, we haven't awarded a... a no, we haven't, we haven't done that because weeks. there's a bloody good reason for that, people, <laughs> mostly because Jack would have gotten them. Um, but it, it's going to be wonderful. So get your pictures with your beanie on or get your shot of you behind the cameras or with someone famous or in some great at pole booth the or whatever. The possibilities are endless. The possibilities are endless. Show us. We'll review them each Show week. Show us your We'll ass. retweet them as they come in. We'll go out there and it'll all come to the end of the season where we'll announce the grand overall winner. There will be prizes as we go, as we see ones that go into the finals because each yeah. week we'll reveal which ones are going forward into the finals. Um, and then at the end, we're going to put it up and people will have uh, the chance to vote and add to our personal opinion. Of course, we'll right. have the final say. No right. correspondence will be entered into. <laughs> but there, there will Send be... Send a... us a self-stamped addressed envelope yep. to a secret location. <laughs> we'll do nothing with it whatsoever. But yeah, we'll no. keep the stamp. Get on board. Get out there. Place your pork. Uh, show us your ass, you know, but send it through and you might be the winner of the inaugural Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Place your pork, show us your ass competition. When, when was the last time you sent a self-addressed stamp envelope somewhere? I'm just trying to think. Uh, do you I, remember Do you remember the Ardmona Peaches cans? Oh, yeah, yeah, the cricket yeah, cards? yeah, yeah. Very good. <laughs> oh, Wonder White for the cricket cards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, did that then. That was very good. Okay, so coming up, we've got the dogs on the Friday night, the brilliant sort over when... 6 p.m. time slot. Is that um, home or away? That's home. Friday night, sixth of May against the Bulldogs. That's a four. If you are if right you there. are heading to the game, I advise you to leave early. Head out early. Yeah. Those six o'clock games. Everyone arrives at the same time. It is There's a pain traffic. In the ass. Yeah. And it's going to be a big crowd because that's a four point game right there. And then followed by that, we go away to the magic round on Sunday the fifteenth of May. One fifty against the Sharks. We don't like the Sharks. They don't like we us. We still beat them. Oh, I still can't believe we beat them. 
I mean, if we finish this season okay. having won one and lost one against the Sharks, well, it's better than we'll be doing against most other teams, better than we did against the Cowboys. Anyway, you have been listening to the podcast formerly known as the Third Most Raiders Podcast. Third Most Raiders Podcast. Third Most Popular Raiders Podcast on the internet. Raiders View with Blake and the Pork and special guest star Heather Lockley and Lanemez. <laughs> um, and we'll talk to you again soon. Uh, unless, of course, Blake I may, but, I may you know, dies from long yeah. COVID. Bye for now. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Bring back Croker! Bring back Croker! Bring back Croker! Fuck me, dude. It's your boy Kev from Camnock. Hey,